Thank you for joining us for another episode of Insights to the Nations. Hey. I am Kurt Ensign. We've got Allison and Jonah and Maya here. And we got a special guest today. We have Jack Ensign. Jack's our one, two, three, third child. And he's uh, used to be out in Michigan for um, the summer. And he is back to ready to go to school. And so we're glad to have him here. Thank you for having me. Good job, Jack. Okay, so um, we're going along with this uh, Doctrine and Covenants thing, and um, I just wanted to uh, talk about a time in my life which was really sad. Uh, I, you know, we used to live in Michigan, and I worked for a, a place that was a really nice uh, place, and and I I did computer stuff there, and I moved out here to Utah, and I asked them if I could. Um, if I could work f- remotely from Utah to run this school for the arts back there in Michigan. And they said, sure, no problem. Well, I came out here and we moved and sold our house and we did all this stuff. And then all of a sudden they told me, hey, guess what? We're not going to renew your contract and you got to find a different job. Big problem in my life. Big you know, I problem. just moved and I've got all this stuff going on and I just lost my job. Huge bummer. We not, have just bought a house. Not a fun <laughs> time. Financial obligations to lose your job. That's very scary. Very scary. Not going my way. You guys have any other times when you, something didn't go your way? Maya. Um, this one time I was making, I was trying to make these um, Oreo brownies, but they didn't work out and I was really upset. Right. I do remember that. They were terrible. They were burned. Oh, thanks, Dad. <laughs> it didn't work out. Is that the almond ones? No, not almond. What? Didn't you put a bunch of almonds and a bunch of... No. She put a bunch of stuff in something. Bunch of ketchup. Yeah. What else? Anybody else oh, have some sad. times when something didn't walk, didn't happen? The spinach. That's what you're... That's what yeah, oh, you did have that spinach thing, really yeah. Bad. Well, Maya talking about that food made me think of a time... One of my very first recipes I made when we first got married, yeah. we had company coming over, so I pulled out a, a cookbook that I've never used before, and I thought, oh, it's so fancy. I'll make this Australian lasagna, and I wanted to make something really special, and, it's, and it had liver pate yeah. in it. It was the most... It really wasn't that it really, bad, but... He's just being kind. It was horrible, and we had two or three couples over to join us, and I was so humiliated. Yeah, it was very embarrassing. Yeah. Anything else, Jack? Me. Um, I was going to school for a bit, and I had to not go to school because of COVID-19. COVID-19, we all know this. (laughs) 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 And I couldn't go. I I had to drop out of school for a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, he's a a percussion performance major. So the performance industry, of course, everything got canceled. He was in the Idaho Symphony. And, um, you know, to even do like your senior recital, you couldn't do anything, right? So everything got put on hold. So year and a half now, you've been away from BYU-Idaho because of COVID. Yep. I mean, just think about that. And all the people in the whole world that had problems because of COVID. I mean, mm-hmm. tons of it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the Lord wants to tell us some things to think oh. about so that we can deal with the bad things in our lives. When something like our cookies don't turn out or Mommy. school's not working out or whatever it is, it and we lose a job. small 
little things like your recipe that's a right. that's a frustration in our daily life or it could be a huge thing like taking two years off school or yeah. you know or losing, losing a, a loved one or a job right so and the way he does this and tells us how to deal with it is by responding to what's happening to the saints around right now so 98 uh through 101 is a time when the saints are going there a lot of the saints in missouri uh, Independence, Missouri, which is supposed to be Zion, uh, things weren't going so well. The people that lived there didn't like them. They didn't like them all coming into their their area, and they didn't like them talking about how this is supposed to be their promised land. And so they were forcing them out. And they 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 ruined the printing press there. They killed crops and herds and personal possessions. And I mean, just imagine if that was your situation. You know, if you had just moved into a new place, and I lost a job when we just moved to a new place, but what would happen if somebody came and, and, and ruined all our stuff and threw the piano out on the front porch and ruined it? I mean, what if they did that? Wouldn't that be horrible? Anyway, one of the things the Lord told those saints in 1843 <laughs> was that somehow everything will work together for our good. Everything will work together for our good. So let's see, why don't you go ahead and talk about what that is. Okay, yes. Um, my section is, my trials can work together for my good. And when I read this, the first thing I thought of was um, a general conference talk from this last April, Why the Covenant Path by Elder Christofferson. And this is a wonderful address where he talked about our path to the celestial kingdom. And how everybody's path is different and sometimes we're met with these trials like the ones Maya talked about or Jack or anything small to large we're met with these trials but how do we stay on the covenant path how do we press forward with the steadfastness in Christ when we're faced with these things and I really liked how he broke it down into what's called unforced errors and um, what does that mean an unforced error do any of you guys remember when he talked about that um, he he's talking about in tennis so he's making an analogy to life based on this te this tennis thing there's something called an unforced error does anybody remember what that is well it's basically no. like not your fault so he says there are things such as hitting a playable ball into the net or double faulting when serving. Unforced errors are considered the result of a player's blunder rather than being caused by the opponent's skill. Yep. So these are things that we do. We did something wrong, right? We, we hit the ball in the wrong place. We made a mistake. Um, but and so we see that a lot of the trials that come upon us are actually these unforced errors they're sort of self-inflicted if you will they're they're caused by poor choices we're given instructions and if we're obedient to them then we're safe and we can avoid these type of errors but when we make bad choices we're kind of leading ourselves off of the covenant path so I, anyway, I thought that was just interesting. On the other hand, there are sometimes things that come toward us that are unavoidable, um, that are just sort of part of life. And, and sometimes everybody, all of us in our lives will be faced with, with these unavoidable problems that come. So whether it's caused by our own choices and there are these unforced errors or it's something that comes to us and it's of no fault of our own, we'll all be faced with some of these trials. 
in our life. And, um, you know, whether, whether we're to blame or not, the cause, adversity, these, these trials can help fulfill really divine purposes and they help us to grow. And um, one analogy that I once used in a talk that I always think about when I think about trials is my, my grandfather used to um, make wood plant stands and wood bowls with a lathe. And I remember him coming home with blocks of wood and they looked like nothing. They were just an old block of wood. And he would put those into the lathe and he would really turn them into something magnificent when he carved them and put them through this process of refining. And I always think about that when I think about these trials and they really can be a refining process. We, we are kind of, you know, these works of art in progress. And as trials happen, we, we become something more beautiful and more refined into, sort of molded into a better thing than we were to begin with. So that's the way I look at it. We talked about it last time when we talked about um, being chastised. And uh, I gave a story about, who was it? Hubie Brown and the current bush. Yeah. And how he's the gardener, and even though the current bush didn't like getting pruned, he did it for a reason. There's an interesting part in this, and, and all of this really has to do with um, having faith that the Lord cares about us and the problems that we have. Can't go to school. The Lord cares about you. He's going to take care of it. Jonah, you couldn't take the AP test. You know, the Lord cares about you. So he's, he'll take care of it, you know. <laughs> is it so verse 2 right here in doctrine and covers 98 says waiting this is this is what we do waiting patiently on the lord for your prayers have entered into the ears of the lord of sabaoth and are recorded with the seal and testament so you would think that that means you prayed for it maya you the lord heard it the interesting thing about this is that it's called the lord of sabaoth it's not it's not sabbath it's S-A-B-A-O-T-H. You know what that means? Most people just think it's just a different way of saying the Lord of the Sabbath. What does it mean? It's not. It means the Lord of hosts. Sabaoth is Greek or Hebrew or whatever for, for hosts, and which also means the armies of heaven. So what you're saying is he's got all the armies of heaven. He's got, he's got you back big time. He's going to take care of all of this stuff. He's the Lord of hosts. So he's taking care of everything. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Maya, you wanted to talk a little bit about peace. Um, yeah. My topic is the Lord wants me to seek peace in his way. Um, while not everything in Doctrine and Covenants will apply to your personal interactions with others, uh, you what principles do you find that can guide you when you are wronged by others? Um, so you, you can just think about that for okay. a second. Um, it may be helpful to my words or phrases describing how the Lord wanted the saints to handle the conflict in Missouri. Um, one of the things I'm, I'm just going to read a little bit. I'm just going to talk a little bit about Elder Jeffrey R. Holland's talk in October 2018. Um, one of the things I remember of his talk is sitting on the couch and doing general conference bingo. And his gave me a full bingo. 
And now after listening to the full talk, I liked the part where he talked about his, about this, the tranquility to the soul, that reckon, that reconciliation with God and each other will bring if we are meek and courageous enough to pursue it. That kind of talks about my topic, how the Lord wants me to seek peace in his way. Ah, that's good. I was driving down the road the other day. I was turning right. It was my right of way. This guy was turning left into my lane. Well, there's two lanes. But I thought, he's not supposed to turn into there. I got the right of way. What if I were to get into that left lane? And I did, just to teach him a lesson. Well, he honked his horn and he got mad at me. Well, then I got mad at him. And so, you know, but, and, I, and I was mad at him, and I sped up, and I honked at him, and I rolled down the window, and I was yelling. Oh, my gosh. Road rage. No, it really wasn't road rage. I was completely calm. I was just trying to teach him <laughs> Oh, but you rolled down the window and yelled at him. The thing about it is, you read these him. scriptures that Maya just talked about in Doctrine and Covenants 98, section tw- or 23 to 48, and it gives you never about wonderful him. things of how to have peace, forgiveness, bear it patiently. Neither seek revenge, it says in the scripture. So what was your lesson? I shouldn't have done that. That was a big mistake. I did not do the Lord the way the Lord We all make mistakes. It's all right. All right. That's a, that's when something didn't go to plan. That's true. <laughs> that's that's a self serving error. Yes, that's exactly. True. Absolutely. Boy, you've been Jonah. Yeah. Jonah, why don't you tell us about how the Lord takes care of those who serve him? Okie dokie. Well, the first the, the, the section that this is, is Doctrine and Covenants 100. And if you read the first verse of that, then it, it says, it says, Verily, thus saith the Lord unto you. Oh, wait, no, I have to explain it. So Joseph Smith is going to Canada on a mission, and he's really worried about his family mm-hmm. because they're being very persecuted in Missouri at the time. And he's worried that when he goes to Canada, something bad's going to happen. And so he prayed to God um for comfort and then this is this that's what this section is is god is god answering their prayers and the first verse he says verily thus saith the lord unto you my friends sydney and joseph sydney and joseph your fr- families are well they are in mine hands and i will do with them as seemeth me good for in me there is all power which which kind of which is something that can translate into a lot of other things like if something didn't go your way or if you, something is not going right, then you could just interpret this into your own life, which is probably why it's kept in the Doctrine and Covenants so that we can so that we can remember it and apply it to our lives at different times. There'll be a lot of times when you're serving the Lord one capacity or another and you might have to give up doing something. I mean, heavens to Betsy's. I have got given up. Uh, sitting with my family uh, during in sacrament meeting for years and years and years and years and giving up lots of time on Sunday doing different things, going to meetings, going to choir, going to choir, yeah. all that stuff. But uh, in the in the long run, and that's what it says. What Jonah just talked about: all things shall work together for good to them that walk uprightly. Yeah, so it'll all work out in the end. Thanks, Joe. So, 100 was Joseph and Sydney off on a little thing. Interesting because we get to hear about 
you know, how the Lord's uh, blessing the, the gospel, the, the church and the world. 101 is a lot about, it's a lot the same as what was in 98, which was um, just discussing important doctrine. There's a cool thing that I wanted to talk about in 101, and it's the parable um, in, in there. It's 43 to 62. And it's a parable that um, is, you know, the Lord wants us to, wants the saints really to know, hey, uh, this is a parable. The, the, the parable is there's a guy who's got a lot of land. He tells his servants to go plant 12 olive trees. Interesting, 12 trees, because it's 12 uh, tribes of Israel. Uh, the Lord is is this uh, landowner, and he tells his servants to go out there and plant these trees and then put up some hedges, put some watchmen on the hedges, uh, build a tower and put a watchman on the tower. And uh, why? So that they apparently neighboring farms would go and ransack the other things. So he didn't want that to happen. They said, okay, we'll get going. They did all the stuff they were supposed to do, but when they started making the foundation of the tower, they stopped. They sat back. They, they argued with each other about why we're even doing it. They didn't think it was a good idea. And then they got slothful and they never made the tower. Well, what happens? What do you think happens? Something falls good. apart. Falls apart. Some of their neighbors came and... Ravaged, messed everything up. Ravaged. They didn't see them coming. They took them by surprise. There it goes. That's the parable. Didn't really happen, right? But there are things that can happen. For the people in that time, it was you didn't build me a temple in Missouri, and now we're getting kicked out of Independence, Missouri. We can't even build a temple. Have they built the temple in Independence, Missouri? No. Still sitting right there, temple block. So they didn't do it. They got everything taken away from them. Uh, and, and, and what do we learn from it? Well, when the Lord tells us to do something, first of all, we've got to do it right away. Second of all, is it good to have a watchtower? Is it good to have somebody at the top? Yeah. We have to be able to see what's going on. Keep an eye out. Keep focused on what the the main thing is. So I really like that um, that parable about that, and I think that we can all think of ways that we can build our watchtower, our temple. What do we use the temple for? How can we use that to keep focused on the plan? How can we use that to keep doing the things that the Lord wants us to do? All right, so as we look back on this lesson covering Doctrine and Covenants 98 through 101, we know that this was a time for the saints in the 1830s in Independence, Missouri, where they were um, getting ready to build Zion or the Promised Land and some of the trials that they faced during that time. Um, we learned through these sections that our trials can work together for our good, that sometimes whether we create our own trials or they just come to us, whether we deserve them or not, they can be a refiner's fire, so to speak, and help us grow. And then we learned from Maya about how we can find peace amongst these trials that we're having. Um, and she talked about Elder Holland's talk, the Ministry of Reconciliation. And then Jonah talked about the Lord takes care of those who serve him and how we can really, um, things can work together for our good um, and as Heavenly Father looks after us as we're being obedient. 
And then Kurt talked to us about how we having a watchman on a tower and how as we follow God's counsel, it really helps keep us safe. And just to wrap it up, I really do feel like Elder Christofferson's The Covenant Path talk, if you have a moment to read through that whole talk, I would think that is a wonderful um, supplement to this week's lesson because it really sums up staying on the covenant path just as these saints were challenged to do when they had trials and but yet how we can uh, those things can work together for our good and we can become a pure people as we're put through the refiner's fire um, or a pure family or a pure ward uh, as we do the things that we're supposed to we are strengthened so thank you for joining us. I hope you learned something new and this is a few thoughts for you to think about in addition to reading your Come Follow Me manual. So this has been another episode of Ensigns to the Nation.